Welcome to the Big 3 IDP Podcast. Here are your hosts, Josh, Bobby, and Adam. What's up, you diehards, you degenerates, you lovers of defensive football? This is Josh Raymer, and we are back for another episode of the Big 3 IDP Podcast. That's right, gentlemen, they haven't canceled us yet. Live from the Sode Shack, it's Adam Markham, Bobby Reynolds, gentlemen, how are you on this fine Tuesday evening? Doing good. Doing better now. Yeah, Bobby, we're uh, we're somehow you know uh, able to push forward despite recording the ad read that you'll hear <laughs> later in the episode. I think it took us uh, about seventeen or eighteen takes to get through that. Yep, it was, uh, but it paid off. I think it's going to be one that everyone enjoys. Yeah. So uh, make sure to tune in. Yeah, you were saying you thought the community. Might really, uh, might really dig this one. Yeah, yeah. I think the the uh, definitely the IDB community is going to be behind this one, and they're they're going to feel the shockwaves again. Are we going back to the shockwaves? Yeah, I like the shockwaves. I'm I'm big into the shockwaves <laughs> right now. So I like I'm going to keep pumping that out. You know, keep uh, a lot of strong dialogue with the community. Uh, excited. Did you feel the, the shockwaves hit my house last yeah. week after the episode <laughs> with Mike? I've got foundational issues. I've got brick that's split. Bobby, I need you to come over and do some. I can do it. Some tuck point work for me on the brick. Not a problem. All right, you yeah. the man. Bobby, yeah, I got man. some voles. <laughs> some what? What about, what about those voles tearing up the ground? Voles? <laughs> yeah, they're a nuisance. I think they're mo- moles. <laughs> Are you talking about moles? I think they're voles. I think we're talking moles here. Uh, is this a special a type of mole? Furry, like uh, round. Uh, <laughs> Pretty sure that's moles, Adam. Adam did have another monster, so he is like... I don't know, I might need to look that up. We are on about take eight of this intro, and uh, it's only going to go downhill from here in that terms of uh, Adam's uh, craziness. Monster disappeared quickly. It did. It didn't yeah. last very long. Are you thinking of, like, weevils or... Ah, it's a mole. I know. It's a mole. I've Not got them mole. in my yard. But there are voles. Voles are something. No, voles are the team over in No, no, no. There's a, they're rodents. They're rodents. V-O-L-E. V-O-L-E. Okay, they may not Vol be... Vole versus mole. That's the first Google result. Now, they wow. may not be making the stuff in the yard, but... Uh, voles prefer to live in low-lying or creeping vegetation and make trails through the grass or snow. I don't think they're around here, though. No, I think that's only yeah, like in... I think uh, they're in my yard. They're they, infested in my yard. <laughs> it's a vole infestation. <laughs> what have you been doing to fight these voles, Adam? Well, uh, I've been out there just urinating in the yard. <laughs> just shooting a gun indiscriminately yeah. into your just lawn. Just trying to let them know someone's here. <laughs> Marking your territory. This is my yard. How's that working yeah. out for you? Well, I mean, I have, I've had the neighbors call the <laughs> yeah. police a few times. So, Indecent uh, exposure, yeah, public not, urination. Not great. So we are moving. That is, uh, we have been asked to leave. Yeah. The Vols have officially won the war <laughs> and yeah. uh, kicked you out. Yeah, but Vols, those are, uh, I think you boys owe me an apology. No, so. definitely not. I'm yeah, I still say do. that thank it's Thank you. Moles. You need to work on that and maybe give it to me by the end of the show. <laughs> All right. I think we'll talk to the community to see if they feel the shockwaves of us needing to apologize to you, Adam. Yeah, we'll leave it up to them. So, welcome back. It's another episode. If you're still around at this point, thank you for being a true fan, putting up with our idiocy. We also want to thank everyone who listened to the last episode with Mike Wollert of 4 for 4. Adam, I know that was, uh, you were a little nervous going back and listening to it. That first question, you shaking in your boots. I was scared. Very scared. He's a big dog right there, you know, and uh, I definitely uh, couldn't handle the spotlight. Yeah. You know, mm. I, uh, you crumbled under pressure. Did not sleep that night. 
you know, tossed and turn. Uh, yeah, listen to the episodes, the questions that I asked over and over and over again. And you're uh, like, stupid, stupid, Adam. Why did you that, ask yeah, that? I just hitting, hit myself yeah. in the head, you know. So, uh, yeah, got to get better. You know, got to get better. Got to get better. No, no, uh, no buts about it. No buts about it. Uh, and after only being out for a week, that is the second most listened to episode we've done. So shout out, Mike. Thank you again for coming on and spending some time with us idiots. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Big3IDP and check out the website, Big3IDP.com. Mark and you just posted your top 50 IDP dynasty rankings, which has all of the positions combined. It's easy to find redraft rankings and even some dynasty rankings for IDP, but typically it's broken down by positions. I have yet to see uh, uh, dynasty rankings for IDP that combine all the positions. If that's out there, let us know. But I think we have are one of the first sites to put that out there. And so, uh, Markham, that leads to our Baja or Baja, depending on where you are in Kentucky. The, the Baja Blast question of the day. What was your biggest surprise as you were putting this list together? Hmm. That's tough, you know. Um, I think, I don't know, I feel like the top 30 is pretty, you know, pretty by the book for the most part. Nothing too crazy. But I do think that um, I, I'm probably pretty high on guys like Tracy Walker, uh, Quincy Williams. We'll be talking about them again later in the episode. Yeah, uh, I already have them pretty high. Now, some people probably say that's an overreaction, but. I don't know. I just believe in those guys long term as well. You've been on the Quincy train for a while. Obviously, he's young, which gives players a bump in dynasty ranks. Should have a. I mean, I don't see Telvin Smith coming back. We'll see. I, I mean, who knows? But I wouldn't bank on it if you were an IDP. I, mean, I think he. I think he plays again. I just don't think it's in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't think you can come back and be like, "All right, guys, took a year off. I'm feeling good." And they're yeah. gonna be like, "Oh, welcome back." Yeah. Just play. Just paid uh, Miles Jack. Yep. Um, but yeah, uh, so you know, I was higher on guys like that. Uh, I already have, I already have uh, Josh Allen at twenty-two. Uh, Ooh, some Josh Allen love. I, th- I think twenty-two overall. I don't know. We need to get these numbered. I, I was just thinking. Come that. on, Adam. Jesus, uh, that would what help. is wrong with so, you? So uh, that's Josh. That's on Josh right there. Adam sent me the list. I just put it up, folks. So yeah. direct all your hate and shockwaves toward him. My biggest thing was uh, that she had Devin White above Devin Bush. What happens? Uh, what what explained believe- that flip? Well, um, Levante David is not going to be there forever. Mm-hmm. I like I like uh, White better as a prospect. I like Bush a lot. It's not like you know he's too far down what is he like four or five off of him yeah uh but yeah, i just like devin white long term again we've talked about it uh previously devin white reminds me more of the prototypical uh linebacker for for now's nfl mm-hmm. he reminds me a lot of Deion jones mm-hmm. um so i like devin white better long term i like devin bush more this year and that's probably reflected in the uh, redraft ranks that i did at the beginning of the season mm-hmm. um but yeah devin white i prefer him more long term all right. Bobo, anything jump out to you from yeah. the Dynasty ranks? I guess the biggest thing would be, you know, our main show sponsor, Fred Warner, was actually below Quan Alexander. So I guess in my personal opinion, it'll be a matter of time until Adam's ranks are updated and Fred surpasses Quan, I think. Do you think that's a possibility? You know, do you think statistically speaking, you know, IDP points that, 
I probably see Fred Warner scoring more than Quan, you know, even despite the whole first game suspension and everything. Uh, I like Fred probably as an IDP dynasty hold better than Quan. Yeah, explain yourself. Well, I mean, again, there I have Quan at fifteen, I have Fred at sixteen. So that was more. That decision was uh, the reason why Quan was ahead of Fred was kind of just because I know that people probably expect it. Well, they value Quan more. Mm-hmm. I feel like you get more for Quan than you can for Fred uh, than than you would if you know you offered up Fred. People just recognize the name. Um, again, Fred is still very much under the radar. Like mm-hmm. he, he's he's not a, a known name yet. Mm-hmm. Um, we love him and we talk about him. and We're ready to die for him. But yeah, that's I'd not, say that bullet you may be taking maybe from Fred Senior now. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, but this is still I I. I You've I got doubt Fred higher than probably I any other dynasty ranks. Exactly. There's, I, I bet there's no rank out there that has him at the 16th overall linebacker. So Mike's That's most nice. recent four for four update of his, you know, mic'd up LBs. He uh, he has Fred Warner playing a hundred percent of the snaps so far, and also is the mic there in San Francisco. So it's pretty crazy. I know obviously Quan with the first week out. Hurts his, you know, percentage. He's at fifty-eight percent. It would obviously be a whole lot more, but yeah, Fred Warner needs to be owned for sure. Oh yeah, he's been great to start the year so far. Go pick up Fred, of course, friend of the show. Oh, on another point, uh, Miles Garrett. Uh, last night, this these got posted today, so last night definitely influenced uh, the decision. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, that was, I think, I had Garrett as the second defensive lineman behind Hunter. Right, and then Monday night's game, yeah, got me th- had me thinking. Eh, Miles and, Garrett and Hunter probably is influenced a little bit by your love for your team. I think so, but I, I mean, I, I think he belongs up there in the top three. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I was curious if you did an ankle snapping rankings where Miles Garrett would be after last night. Yeah, that was a, a brutal. Yeah, that was pretty gross. Brutal break. It was nasty. Yeah, so you got Garrett at number two overall. And Hunter right behind yeah. him at number three And Donald overall. at four. And Donald at four. I would agree with that. Yeah. Even though Donald's a little older. Yeah. Here's something, though. What about the, the next tier of linebackers? I have Tremaine Edmonds as, uh, I guess, the second linebacker for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not a huge surprise just because he is three years younger than yep. Darius Leonard, which is still so crazy. Yep. So I don't think you'd be I don't think you'd be wrong to put Tremaine Edmonds at number one just because dynasty wise, I mean he's gonna be good for so long because yeah. he's so young. Yeah, it was certainly uh crossed my mind for sure. Yeah, and another guy that you have. Don't think we didn't notice that Deion Jones yeah. and Tremaine Edmonds, your two We're babies. That's right. Hey, again, these rankings, you know, they got some uh some swag baked in. Right. <laughs> yeah, so if you if you got that drip, if sure. you got dreads Tattoos, sure. a dance, a cool nickname. It's similar to uh, okay. So if to compare it to offense, think you're on the clock and you're choosing between someone like Keenan Allen or Adam Thielen. Oh yeah, you're going Keenan Allen mm-hmm. because of the tats, because of the drip. Yeah, uh, the sweatshirt hoodie. Just yeah, two hundred fifty thousand dollar watch. Exactly. Just yeah. uh, that's what we're about. And so you know, if a guy's got dreads, if he's got tattoos, if he's got a visor, if he looks sick, he's probably going to be ranked a little higher. Yeah, this goes back, I think, to Madden, where you would go in sure, and just edit yeah. guys and give them, like, yeah, would just I would visors. Just, yeah, and, I would just uh, basically just edit the rosters and edit the appearance all day, and would never play the games. So. Yeah, it would just uh, every player had a visor, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Every player was number 69. Yeah. Yep. And I would spin them around in a circle for 30 minutes. Yep. You know, that explains a that lot. That was about the routine, you, actually. Yeah. yeah. Drinking monsters. That helps us, uh, gives you a peek into the mind of Mark. It was Surge back then, Bobby. Oh, that's yeah, right. That's right. Gets you Surge. All right. So, uh, a couple more announcements here, guys. By the way, make sure to check out those ranks. It is big3idp.com slash top 150 IDP. Those are free. Those are free. Yeah. That is, uh, that's what we're all about here. We, uh, right. we admire anyone that's out there grinding, trying to make a living off of this, but our stuff is free. So be sure to check it out for now. Share it on social media. Print it out. Put it in a letter and mail it to your friend. Yes, sir. Fax it to somebody. Yeah, your internet's a little shaky. So we uh, have a couple more announcements here. We will have a special guest on the next show, which will drop next Thursday. Fair warning, Taco Bell and Pooping Your Pants will be discussed in detail. We're not going to say who it is. But that probably gives you a pretty good idea yep. of who will be joining us. We're very excited about that. So make sure to tune in. That'll, tune in. That'll be the next episode with all three of us next Thursday. Uh, this is uh, a little bit of a kind of heads up for any of our regular listeners. If you have any openings in your IDP Fantasy League or IDP questions, send them to us on Twitter and we will answer them on the show. Mm. All we ask in return is that you Uber Eats us three quesaritos. And three Baja Blast. Oh, yeah. That seems fair, right? Yes. That's not too much to ask. You know, I think uh, the listeners will appreciate the fact that they're getting their questions answered or we're shouting out their fantasy league, yeah. and we're getting fed. And this is important, too. You know, we've uh, we've had a couple openings in our league the last couple of years, just, uh, you know, different reasons. And it's been super helpful actually going through some type of message board or some type of IDP channel as opposed to, hey, let's bring Adam's cousin in. Adam says he's a real good guy, you know, and then, you know, fast forward a month later and Adam's cousin is crazy. Yeah, that's a good tip for anyone out there who is in a league that has an opening. Some of the things we've learned doing this going into our fourth year with our main XFFL league is... When you're looking to fill a vacancy, have an application, have a couple places where you like to go look for new members, and this is a rule I just kind of, an informal rule that I have adopted and implemented moving forward is don't invite any close friends or family members of people already in the league. The main reason being, if they don't work out and you have to kick them out of the league, the person they are related to or they're friends with is going to be pissed off at you for months after the after you make that decision. So bring in strangers because if it doesn't work out, nobody's going to be mad if you uh, have to cut bait. And a lot of these guys that have sent in applications and you know we've gotten through these channels have been legit love fantasy football, you know, knowledgeable and and getting into IDP and uh yeah, shout out Nico and Lee and Yep, both guys that came in through yes, the fantasy footballers message board. Yeah. But both guys, again, that were, you know, interviewed and, and filled, uh, came and filled in for us when we had some openings. So but we couldn't have found, uh, found better or more active members than those guys we brought in. Yeah. You know? It's oh, true. Yeah. They're, they're some of the more active. That's mentally. the best way to do it. I mean, you, you have know. to look for guys with, especially in an IDP league experience, a little bit of mental illness. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be a sicko. That's but, what we were saying before we got on mic. Like if you're playing serious IDP. Yeah. There's something wrong with you. Yeah. You're not quite right upstairs. Yeah. You're not telling all there is to tell. You're a few crayons short of a matchbox. Is there... 
I hadn't heard that one yet. That's a good one. That just explains it, right? <laughs> so those are, those are some tips uh, for filling a vacancy in your league. Also, send us league vacancies you have as well as, que- as, well as questions, and we will answer those on the show. Gentlemen, let's jump into a little bit of news here. And there's actually some good IDP stuff going on in the world. We got some DBs acting a fool that we'll get to here in a second. Well, I want to start off with the big trade out of Miami. The fire sale continues. Mika Fitzpatrick has been traded to the Steelers for a bunch of picks that got moved around, but the headliner here is that it was for a first-round pick. Mm. Gentlemen, I'll jump in here with the analysis first. I thought this was a really dumb move for the Steelers. Um, Your team just lost Big Ben. In my opinion, you are not making the playoffs. But sure, give up a uh, what should be a high draft pick in next year's draft for a safety slash cornerback. I don't get it. I wouldn't have done it. Good on Miami for getting a first round pick. Hate the move for the Steelers. Yeah, I don't disagree. Um, although Minka, I saw where he is under contract for three years yeah, through twenty twenty one. I and, just looked at it, and up. it's a very favorable deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, you just hope that he was unhappy in Miami. He was playing out of position. Um, where do you think he actually plays in Pittsburgh? Well, they, what I've seen is cornerback. Uh, I saw well, Sean Davis just got went to the IR. I yeah. saw where they're going to try him out at safety, mm-hmm. but they are you know open to moving him around, uh, which is apparently something that he's not crazy about. I know mm-hmm. that's what I'm worried about. Is like if you're bringing this guy in because he was partially because he was upset with the Dolphins for jerking him around every week and playing him at different positions. Mm-hmm. Just stick him where he likes to play. It's worrisome, though, that you know, you're know you a safety and you don't like being moved around. It's like some of the best safeties move around. That's yeah. what, If you're one of the best, that's what you're going to do, man. So, this may just be a maturity issue with Minka. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It's been very interesting with him. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw he is playing this weekend. Tomlin yeah. said that. I mean, if it works out, though, Matt's a sick... Uh, secondary mm-hmm. with Edmonds. We've Edmonds. already seen what he's been doing this Both year. Uh, looks like breakout is is definitely going to happen this year for him. And then Minka, maybe this rejuvenates him, and maybe he uh, he's just more in a in a role that he's more comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did see where the Steelers now have. I think it was ten first round picks on their defense. Wow! Wow! Think about that. So there is no more excuse for that defense to underperform. Like it is put up or shut up time for that defensive coordinator there. They definitely have some talent now. Oh yeah, young talent. Both sides of the ball. Yep. Bobby, this is your boy. You you love Minka. I know you moved him in XFFL, but how are you feeling about this trade? Yeah, I mean, I love to see kind of somebody be a little bit rejuvenated, and it's kind of hard to say that when Minka's only in his second year. You know, Miami sucked last year. Really, they've sucked the first two games of this year. So, Awful. really, you haven't been able to see. You know, you've got Lamar Jackson who just torched them. And honestly, Minka looked pretty bad in some coverage against uh, Hollywood Brown. Um, got burnt a couple times. Um, and then, obviously, uh, Tom Brady, you know, lit him up last week as well. Jeez, so that was a massacre. It's got to feel like the whole Rashad Jones game of last year where he just, you know, before half, you know, called it. Called it a game and said, yeah. I'll, I'll come back next I'm week. I'm done. I'll see you guys next week. But, you know, we talked about this a little bit, and we'll get into this and, in, you know, kind of updates of our, you know, breakouts and stuff. But we started talking about, you know, pay attention to if Kiko Alonso gets moved and if Rashad Jones gets moved. And, you know, I know there's been that whole conversation about is Minka a cornerback or is he a safety? You know, it's a benefit if he can be either. It's obviously better for IDP in our 
RSO league if he's a cornerback and he's playing a safety role like a Quandre Diggs or I'm trying to think of somebody else that might fit into that this year. But well, you want a guy playing safety who's listed as a cornerback. Correct. That's, that's what the, I mean. That's the cheat code. Yeah, you don't want it the other way. This would be bad in this yeah, situation. Yeah, it would be bad. If he's a guy who is listed as a safety playing cornerback, that's not what you want. Yeah. You want it the other way around. Uh, another DB who is making waves today was Jalen Ramsey requested a trade from the Jags. I saw where they are looking for multiple first-round picks. We'll see. I mean, I never thought Minka would get a first. So who knows? Could you see the Patriots, you know, throwing out two firsts to go get Jalen Ramsey and just completely shut the door for anyone else winning the Super Bowl this year? Yeah, maybe. I, I will say I think this to me felt like another player that Coughlin would love to move on from. Yeah. He's such an old school disciplinarian type. You know, Leonard Fournette is the captain of this club. Coughlin, I think, just really hates Fournette. Hmm. And if this season starts to go sideways for the Jags, which it could, I mean, we all love Minshew's swag, but like he's a you know, six round rookie. And I think if it starts to go sideways, you could see a lot of guys start getting shipped out the door. Fournette, Jalen Ramsey, Yannick Ngakwe. It's like get in line or get out with Tom Coughlin. Yeah, this isn't going to move the needle much in IDP, but uh, would definitely send shock waves in the real NFL. Um, I don't know that he that he would fetch two first because they're gonna have to pay him, right? They're gonna have to turn around and pay him. And they exercise his fifth year option, which is thirteen million next year. Okay, so he'll he'll be under contract for next year. Yeah. I mean, if you're a team like the Chiefs, I think that I think the Chiefs make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, they really need help on defense. They really do, and especially at corner. Mm-hmm. Um, they'd be a nice. They'd have a nice little. Secondary there with him and Fuller. It's just scary to give up that much draft capital for a guy. It's like, do you trust Jalen Ramsey? Mm. I think he's the best corner in in the uh, the league. I think he's just a head case though. Like I would I would be worried giving up two first round picks for a guy like that. I guess the defense to that would be that's why he goes to New England. You know, head cases go there and they end up being fine. And also, you know, he's just been he's one of those guys who's great, but he's been uh, he's been in a on a team that's just not very good or competitive. Like I know they had that one year where they kind of overachieved with Bortles and and kind of made it deep into the playoffs. Yeah, but still. No one ever really took them serious, and it's hard to take a team serious when Blake Bortles is your quarterback. And yep. I feel like this is more of a football conversation than an IDP conversation mm-hmm. just because, honestly, I don't want Jalen Ramsey no, on my team. No. no, not for IDP. Absolutely. a Not a lockdown corner, but kind of has those you know attributes, I guess. Yeah. No, he's not being thrown at. Yeah. You, you don't get the stats with Jalen just because he's a shutdown guy. Yeah. Yep. Another guy making waves here, Jamal Adams. Apparently, I've seen conflicting reports on this. But if you look uh, pretty much everywhere, it's being reported that he unfollowed the Jets on Instagram and removed them from his bio. This comes after he was benched for, quote-unquote, anticipating wrong. So Greg Williams, we know, has been trying to embarrass Adams from the moment he was hired in New York, and I really do think this is going to bite the Jets in the ass. Like Williams playing these head games with their best defensive player, Outside of Darrell Revis of the past decade, yeah, not much to say other than uh, Greg Williams is just a clown. Yeah, he's been, he's always been that. So, uh, yeah, still a clown. Yeah, let's not forget, you know, 
Greg, oh, Greg with three G's, you don't get to like bristle at guys calling you out for targeting players when that's what you were suspended an entire yeah. year for, you idiot. <laughs> yeah. You had to take, like, he, he traveled the country. He backpacked the country because he needed, uh, to clear his mind and, and refocus. So he needed to make a list of guys that he wanted to murder when they got out on the field the next time he got hired. Yeah. Hey, that's, but he had those such, those seven head coaching offers that he turned down to oh, come yeah, work yeah, for the Browns. True. But remember, we talked about on one of those episodes where, uh, Jamal Adams, the first thing he said to Jamal Adams was, you're not, uh, I've seen a lot better safeties that's than you. It. So that's how this relationship started. That's what I said, yeah. He's so, been trying to embarrass him from the jump. And we kind of yep. talked about then, like it might just be a mind game from the standpoint of, you know, let's see how good I can make this guy. Let's let's mm-hmm. light a fire under him, under him a little bit. But, no, I put Jamal Adams in the same category that I put Derwin James in. Yep. That, you know, both of these guys are going to be good for a long time. But don't do not do this to this, this type of talented guy, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, this guy smart. doesn't need a fire lit under no. his ass. Yeah. He's one of the best. He's yeah. the best safety in the league when he's healthy. Yep. Yeah. He Period. Yep. Man. He's he's a great player. He plays every position. Like he'll do anything you ask. Like stop messing with this guy. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's just Greg Williams trying to out ego everyone on the Jets right now. And I feel like that train is headed just careening off the tracks. Wow. We're about to start this uh this podcast starting about four DBs. That's pretty awesome. It's, it's crazy. And also, like, uh, you notice the theme lately with everyone requesting trades yeah. or, you know, unfollowing accounts. Yeah, and- that's the new age of, I guess, social media and millennials being NFL players yeah. now is like, oh, show I'll show them. them. Yeah. yeah, I'll do the middle school thing. Melvin. But what Jamal Adams said was, I have never followed the Jets on Instagram since I was drafted. That's what he said. Yeah. But obviously, if this is a story, somebody knew that he at one time followed the Jets and now no longer does. Melvin's yeah. trying that too, though. You know, I, yeah. I, I don't like him. I'll be traded. You can trade me. You know, Melvin's hilarious. Like out. someone tweeted at him, like Eckler's better than you, and he retweeted yeah. him or something. That's like awesome. he's just bored. Yeah, he's sitting yeah. at home in his flip flops eating Cheetos on Sunday. Like, Heck let's get yeah. this dude back in the game. Speaking of the Chargers. Yeah, speaking of the Chargers, uh, this hurts my heart. This is my adopted son and a key to my championship last year. Adrian Phillips of the Los Angeles Chargers broke his arm. He was placed on IR today. He could return this season, uh, Coach Anthony Lynn said, but he will be out at least eight weeks. So the Chargers, once again, absolutely cursed when it comes to injury luck. Yep. Sucks. Uh, he's you can drop him in redraft now. Yeah. There's you know just no sense in waiting on him for that long. Uh, and who knows if he even comes back? And, yeah. And also, th- Derwin James may be back at that point. He could be. So who knows what if his, he comes back, his value right. could be vaporized. Right. Mm-hmm. So because uh, I, I think that you get two guys now that you can return off of IR. It's I know it's one. Yeah. I swear I think they bumped it up to two. I think you're right. I think that you can. No, and the real NFL yeah. oh, that yeah. you can IR boomerang. I'm about to say, oh my God. Mm-hmm. About to get after it, Bo. <laughs> uh, so yeah, get well, Adrian Phillips. Um, man, I just hate this because I hate it for the Chargers. I hate yeah. it for IDP fans that were excited to have, you know, taken a dart throw on Phillips and yeah. Uh, yeah. had him land in this primo situation. Bobby? Yeah. How are you feeling about it? What What do you think? How does this shake out with the Chargers defense, well, you think? I, I think I said this a minute ago, or maybe I didn't, but maybe now with Perryman possibly coming back, 
Maybe Kaiser White possibly maybe moves back into that safety role. Could be. You know, he was a safety in RSO last year and kind of played that safety role a little bit um, and then snuck into the box. But uh, they're going to have to do something because obviously, you know, Thomas Davis looks like a 22-year-old, like, beast. Yeah, Thomas like, Davis is looking great, Best dude. linebacker in the league. Yeah. Best linebacker. If you, down. If you uh, be sure to peep the dynasty ranks, yeah. Thomas Davis does get some love. I think you put his age as 76 years old. Yeah. You have to find out. That's accurate. That may be uh, a little Easter egg for y'all. Mm. Last bit of news here, switching to offense, uh, some big-time quarterback injuries. We mentioned the first one. Big Ben is done for the year, needs elbow surgery. And Drew Brees is out. Uh, looks like about maybe six weeks. I think you said that they were maybe targeting a, a week ten return for him. Yeah, that makes the most sense, just because I think they have a bye week nine. So, yeah, come back kinda, week ten. That's kind of what I've been seeing people say. So, in y'all's mind, what is the impact on the offensive players for both the Steelers and the Saints uh, with this injury going down? Do y'all see this as a bump for James Washington? That's about the only player I see it as a bump for. I think it's probably a bump for Vance as well. Yeah. You know, you didn't get to that. see Vance with Big Ben long enough Those to Those touchdowns see. were from, were from uh, Rudolph. Yeah. Huh. Well. On Sunday. That's, yeah, he wasn't, uh, Vance wasn't really getting targeted by Ben. Yeah. I guess it was, we he was we quiet week one and Did didn't he do, do much. Anything week one? Not really, no. Um, yeah. I think this hurts probably Juju the most. Yeah. It's, Your downfield receiver. It's I tough. mean, what is he now? Probably this knocks him into definitely that wide receiver two category. Yeah. yeah. Wide receiver two. Um, the ballers were talking about, um, Thomas and Kamara a bunch. Um, they were they were really they down were on negative them. on both yeah. of them, and they I, knocked them both down into wide receiver two, running back two territory. I, I agree. So I guess maybe the bigger question here would be: if Bridgewater doesn't work out, do you throw Taysom Hill in there? I would yeah. actually like to see Taysom Hill start over Bridgewater. Yeah, I like Bridgewater fine, but he did nothing with that offense. I just I think he's steady, but I would like to see Hill has so much more upside. And I mean, freaking Sean Payton called him like Steve Young and waiting. Mm-hmm. Well, let's find out if he is Steve Young and waiting because he's older. Like I didn't realize he's like almost thirty. Yeah. So he's not a young prospect anymore. So let's let's Teddy, awesome story. Love the dude. Went to U of L here in Kentucky. But let's see what Taysom Hill offers you because I think the upside is much higher. I guess the only defense to that would be Teddy is in Los Angeles. First road game of the year. Drew Brees gets hurt in the first quarter. He's going up against the Los Angeles Rams, which is a pretty top three defense this year, in my opinion. So, I mean, he had everything up against him to begin the game. So you put him at home with an actual like week to prepare with all the you know coordinators and everything. I think he does better. But I saw something this week about Taysom Hill, and somebody said a number of wide receiver four and fives on their team could do the same thing that Taysom Hill is doing in New Orleans. Now, not necessarily from like a quarterback perspective, but they go in the wildcat and get seven or eight yards every once in a while. It's not like he's a, you know, huge talent. And I don't know about throwing the ball, but yeah, I feel like if Hill takes over, that really hurts the everybody on offense, but I think the offense would probably be better. They'd be, they'd probably, you know, transition to more of a, a ground and pound type game. I think I think you'll see Bridgewater start this week. I think the Saints will struggle. I think they'll lose. And I think you'll start to hear a lot of yeah. Taysom Hill chatter. Agree. I think we just everyone wants it for Bridgewater. I just don't think he has it. And um, 
that's uh, you know as a Vikings fan, I, I hate it, but I think that that leg injury, it's just so hard to get over that. Yeah. Um. Again, because he almost lost his leg. Yeah. So it's just hard to come back from stuff like that, and I I just don't know that he's he's that special. I do think the ballers were wrong though, because they were basically just saying. Latavius Murray you could just drop. But I disagree. I think now they're going to wear Kamara out so much that Latavius is going to have to play 10 snaps, a, not 10 snaps, 10 you know carries a game just to give Kamara a break. Kamara's going to be out there. I think he's going to be running some. But you think about this is probably going to be a bump for uh, Jared Cook. It's probably going to be a bump for Kamara probably just passes out of the backfield. It's going to be probably negative for Mike Thomas, but I would say for – uh, Traquan Smith and Kirkwood's out, I think. I forget who their other little, uh, like jet sweep wide receiver it's is. Ted Ginn. Ted Ginn, that's Ted right. Ted Ginn's still there. So it's probably a bump for them. But. I think what they were knocking Latavius for is they're going to have decreased scoring opportunities with Bridgewater or Taysom Hill, so he's not going to get any, any kind of crack at goal line work. And I, I, Kamara's my dude, so I kind of, I hate talking negatively about him. And obviously the team is better with Drew Brees, but, they're going to have to run the ball more just because they've got two young quarterbacks, you know. So yeah. you're holding Latavius right now. I would until you, I mean, give it, you can't sell him right now. There's no upside. You know, you're going to have to ride it for a couple of weeks just to see what it looks like. Yeah. Um, but I think they're going to ride Kamara so hard that he's going to get exhausted. But you worry about Holden Murray. Are you going to have him just waste a spot on your bench and lose out on someone else to add? That's true. You know? That's true. I just I don't like the offense. I don't like the offense anymore going yeah. forward. I think I want to put about a two week hold on it and just see what's happening. I'd throw Thomas in back in wide receiver two or three mm. in your flex. Yeah. But I'd I'd be looking to make some moves yeah, you, otherwise. I mean you can't sit you can't sit any of those guys. That's yeah, you can't that's sit, the worst part. Yeah. You know, Kamara or Michael Thomas. But yeah. I'm not starting those fringe pieces and yeah. I would be moving on from them if they were guys on waivers that I liked better. Hmm. But it just depends on like in our league, there's nobody better than Latavius Murray probably out there on waivers right now that you would drop Murray for no, to go scoop up. Right. If you're in a shallower league with uh, shorter rosters, yeah, probably so. I guess that's probably what I'm thinking in terms of. Yeah. So I guess, you know, being a fantasy football podcast, are there any of these guys that you're selling? Are you selling Kamara? Are you selling Thomas? Are you selling Juju? Are you selling Connor? If I'm in a redraft league, I'm trying to sell all those well, guys. Well, sure. Mm-hmm. I guess Dynasty. Dynasty, no. No, I mean. Because Big Ben did come out and say, no, I'm not thinking about retirement. Mm-hmm. Um, but somebody brought up the point, is this possibly yeah. a Colts-Andrew Luck situation where if they, yeah. if they bought him out, yeah. win three or four games and have a top pick, are they going to go Tua or Herbert or whoever well, the top quarterback is? What if Rudolph looks good? Yeah. You know, we don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it will be interesting for sure. And I, I, think I, I think Rudolph's fine. I think they win five games. Six games is probably their ceiling in my mind. Uh-huh. I don't think they're going to win much with Ben. I agree. That's yeah. what I was about to say. I just don't think they're they did, good. They did not look yeah. good those first couple games. No. I don't think any of us are big Connor believers. Nope. Haven't been from the start. No, nope. really, really not now. No, um, but probably look at maybe Jalen Samuels. He's going to start getting some touches here soon. Mm-hmm. There's um, still value there. You just have to knock everything down in terms of where you're valuing them. In terms of like, where am I getting my points from? So, I guess this is a stupid question, but I'll ask it either way. Uh, James Washington or Deontay 
uh, Johnson for the rest of the season. Washington. Washington, yeah. yeah. I, I think agree. it wouldn't surprise me if they just straight up cut Moncrief. I don't know what he's oh, owed yeah. money-wise, but, God, he yeah, is such us. a bomb. No, Josh, preseason he was supposed to be the wide oh, yeah. receiver, too. He's tear, tra- tearing it up in camp. <laughs> he still got them same Moncrief hands, though. Yeah. I, this I watched him enough on the Colts just to think, no, Steelers, this is not – it didn't happen for the Jags. It's not going to happen for you. They've already figured it out, too. His snaps were way down last mm-hmm. game. So. He's a hyper-athlete, but just terrible hands. Yeah. And that's an important skill to have as an NFL yep. wide receiver. We could talk way more about this. I think the overarching theme is how much does this hurt the longevity of Big Ben and Breeze? You know, Breeze's hand, pretty major injury, and then obviously Big Ben. What is Big Ben's? Is it like a Tommy John surgery he needs? He or said what was it's it? – I I thought it was originally like Tommy John, but it's not. That gotcha. was the most recent update that I saw. Hmm. Elbow? Uh, it is elbow surgery, though. Hmm. But the there was another quarterback who heard Big Ben's injury, and I can't remember. It was a recent guy, like in the past five or six years. And I think it was Jake DeLome. Who said he had this surgery? Yeah, it was Jake Delhomme. Had this surgery on his elbow, came back better than ever, yeah. and the Panthers went fourteen and two that season when Delhomme came back from the surgery. Yeah, wow. So Tommy Ben John. could come back better than ever. He was throwing ninety four, comes back throwing ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, so wow. sounds like it's similar to Tommy John's surgery, but uh, yeah, Big Ben out for the year. Yeah, so by uh, you need to be sending out some some first round picks for Big Ben. For next year. <laughs> for next year, because he's going to be like rookie of the year. Yeah, he's back. Throwing fastballs. Yep. Well, we'll see how it plays out. Um, so that was our news. We're going to take a break here for y'all to enjoy this lovely ad read from Anchor. And then we'll be back to do an update on our Dark Horse breakout picks and a little week two reaction and waiver wire analysis. Y'all don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Help! All right, so that was our ad read for Anchor. Hopefully you didn't fast-forward through that. Adam, appreciate you lending your uh, your voice specialty to that uh, beautiful piece of artwork there. You're very welcome, Joshy. Well, there's another one. Bobby, we are just in the midst of some real genius tonight. Some real monster tonight. Yeah, that's that's truly just monster working through, coursing through Adam's veins right now. We're going to do an opposite so one time where Adam's got a... Just keep up with me and you or while we do. And we're just jacked crazy. up on like eight monsters. <laughs> yeah, guys, listen, I'm on monsters, so they <laughs> cut me some slack. What, did you crack open another one? <laughs> That's none of your business, Josh. Oh, my God. All right, well. If, there's only uh, three people in here. We promise you. There's not. Oh, on the contrary, Bobby. <laughs> He's, I mean, it's split. It's the movie split. He has like 30 personalities that yeah. live inside of him. Yeah, I've been off the meds. So, uh, yeah. I decided to stop taking them. I didn't think they were working. So, uh. How many of us do you <laughs> see in here right now, Adam, is the question. Just self, self-medicating with the monsters. <laughs> that explains oh, so much. Oh, yeah. me. Oh, so much. All right. So, we're going to do. A little update here. Uh, you saw the article on the website. Also, it was our premiere episode. Was Dark Horse Breakout Picks. We each selected a linebacker, defensive end, and safety that we thought had a chance to either break into the top 24 or the top 12. So with a couple weeks of the NFL season in the books, what we're going to do now is uh, take a look and see how things stand, mm-hmm. how our picks are looking. I hope you listen to us. <laughs> And uh, thank you, guy at the end of his rope. Uh, things are looking all right for some of these dark horse 
uh, picks here. Up. Things are looking up. So let's start with safety, gentlemen. I think this is where we are feeling the best right now. We projected Ronnie Harrison, Minka Fitzpatrick, and Terrell Edmonds for the top Ooh. 24. And right now, this is our scoring in RSO for the XFFL. Scoring in your league may differ. We are a big play league. Uh, but chances are these guys are somewhere close to where they are finishing in our league. Um, so we have right now Edmonds is safety 11, Harrison is safety 12, and Minka is safety 18. Mm. Three for three, gentlemen. Boys, raise your glasses. Mm. Cups on high. Is there a che- it's an yeah. absolute honor. Cheers. It's an absolute yeah. honor. Big We're going to call it a night. Hope you all have enjoyed the podcast. Mm, sir. We're going to yeah. just uh, go dark for a little bit. <laughs> sir, presence of greatness. So linebackers, we're not as doing as hot, but we're feeling okay. Um, Jayon Brown and Quincy Williams. Um, I projected Jayon top 12. You projected Quincy top 24. And, Bobby, I think you had Oren Burks as a top 24 guy as well. Mm-hmm. Right now, Jayon and Quincy are outside the top 30. And Oren Burks has yet to see the field. He had that pectoral yeah. injury. It's okay, though. Yeah. Two weeks. We can't, Two weeks. Uh, we, we know how this goes. Slow hold week tight. one for Jayon. Yeah, hold tight, my babies. It'll be week five or six before stuff kind of starts shaking out the way it should be. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, yeah, just hold tight on, on both of those guys. But I am just... Extremely encouraged. Quincy Williams, 100% of the snaps last week. This is happening. Wow, it it's is. happening. The Quincy so, revolution in Jacksonville is underway. So th- that was, I think, our darkest horse. Yeah, I mean, I hadn't yeah. even heard of Quincy Williams black before baby. you brought him yeah. to, brought him to the uh, brought him to the that first episode. And mm-hmm. just the fact that he's relevant. I've, this is a guy I've started in in two leagues twice now. Uh, started him in RSO last week. Got yep. me like 11 points. Yep. So just. That's that's exactly what you want from a linebacker, mm-hmm. uh, and you know he's he's a rookie, so he's making mistakes. I got to actually tuned into that that game, the Jacksonville Houston game, just because I wanted to watch Quincy uh, a lot on Sunday. So he's he's playing great. Uh, he is making some some misreads, but you know things to be you can, expected. Yeah, but he's he's also getting in the ba- in the backfield. He is uh, clearly it's not affecting his playing time if no. he's getting a hundred percent of the snaps. He should have had some tackle for losses too. He just missed. He he wasn't uh, able to wrap up some of the tackles. But again, that stuff will come. So two good teams too. They've already played Mahomes and they've played Deshaun Watson. Yep. You're gonna learn a lot through those first two games. Yep. Yep. And Jayon, I got to watch every snap of him against the uh, against my beloved Colts this weekend. Quiet week one. We talked to Mike a little bit about that on the last episode, but man, he looked really great. Uh, played, I want to say probably close to, you know, 95, 100% of the snaps against the Colts. And what you want, I feel like, from your starting linebackers, especially the guys that you're kind of banking on, at least in our league, I want like, at least like 10 to 12 points is like a floor. If you get that from a guy, you can't really be disappointed. Yeah, That's a nice happen. week. Yep. Anything above like the twenty point range, you're like, well, this guy balled out this week. And that's the other thing too about our league in RSO. I love when I get on the weekend and I have a ton of ten to fifteen to twenty point scores. I don't really like it when I've I've won and it's great when you win the week, but when you've got one outlier of forty or forty five points. And you won, that's great, but you want to see that, you know, fluid, yeah, you consistency. know, yeah, absolutely. 10 to 20 point range. Some that's weeks a nice are going to be up, some are going to be down, but you want those points out of everybody. You don't yeah. want those 65 point Aaron yeah. Donald weeks. Yeah. You don't want to feel like you got to get lucky. Exactly. You know, but, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, defensive ends looking nice as well. We projected Derek Barnett, Tack McKinley, and Marcus Davenport as top 24 defensive ends. Like I said, right now not as solid as safety, a little better than linebacker. Barnett is DN 37 in our league. Tack is DN 21, and Davenport is DN 20. Uh, Bobby, you also had this stat about Barnett and QB hits. What was that? Yeah, so Barnett right now is second uh, QB hits with five behind Miles Garrett has six, and then he's got, you know, there's a ton of people right there behind him with four. So it just goes to show you that the pressure's there. He is back in the backfield with the quarterback. It's a matter of time till he starts stacking some sacks up. Same thing with Davenport. Davenport actually led the team in pressures last game. He had seven. Uh, and that's impressive lining up next to Cameron Jordan. Yeah. And the other thing, Just too, to talk beast. about with all of these guys is with – by weeks approaching, these are great streaming if they're still out there or even trade bait type of candidates to where, you know, if you're going to make it through some of these bye weeks and if you're going to win at all, these are great, um, you know, options to grab when Corey Littleton's on by or when Quan Alexander's on by or when John Johnson's on by, you know. I'd love to have a John Johnson and be able to sub in a Ronnie Harrison or you're probably going to start both of them, but a Terrell Edmonds or a Minka right behind him. Yeah. Yep. So the big question there, obviously, will be let's see how Minka pans out. That's kind of the wild card right now with him going to where our other dark horse safety uh, resides there in Pittsburgh. We'll see if they cannibalize each other at all or if Minka slots in more as a cornerback and Edmonds is left unaffected by that. We'll see. We'll see how it plays out. Edmonds has been great. He had an awesome uh, week last week. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll update these as we go throughout the season, maybe check in every two or three weeks just to see how things are looking. But if these guys are still out there on your waivers, definitely look to pick them up because they are guys that we are projecting, you know, should uh, should finish out your season top 24, top 12 even. Wanted to make one little point about Cam Jordan since we mentioned him. What about that play? That's that's just awful. Yeah, that's a that's a travesty. How how surprised were you? How fast Cameron Jordan is? <laughs> he's a freak, dude. Dude, yeah. he got some wheels. Yeah, because he he's up scooting. there. He's, he's like up there. Age. He's like, a, like he'd be like the fastest tight end. As I just a, think that it's how have we not figured this out yet? Don't whistle the play yeah, dead. That's yeah. so dumb. Like let's just stop with this yeah, or change that rule. Yeah, very dumb. Hate you know? that. It's, it's just, really just. I mean, the and game it, was already, you know, weird with the debris stuff, but, I mean, that, that ruined it. And the whole, you know, NFC title game last year. Yeah, then it's the oh, Saints yeah. that get screwed once again. <laughs> yeah, not, Have, not just great. Google, the, Google Cameron Jordan right now and just look at this dude. Look at my dude's picture. I was trying to find his age. He's 30 years old. But look at my man's picture on the right side of Google when it comes up. Oh, wow. He, that stash. Yeah, and those eyes. He may. He's an uh, interesting character. Have you seen him on like Good Morning Football? No. He's he's a pretty sharp dude. He's he's cool. So you think he's just kind of freaking out the uh, Google viewer with these popping eyeballs popping out? He's the, clever. I kind of he's, he's a clever dude. He, he looks like the the villain in like the black and white films who's putting the tying up the girl and putting her on the railroad tracks. What did y'all see him call out the uh, yeah. the refs? Did yeah. you see that? Yeah. Called him Footlocker. Yeah. So he's a he's yeah. a 
clever guy. He's, he's a drip guy. He's got a little swag. Oh, yeah. I think you retweeted that after the fact and was like, no offense to Foot Locker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do kind of got to feel a little bad if you work at Foot Locker. You're like, oh, dang. Come yeah. on. Man, dude. <laughs> I think it's just he was caught the fact they have to wear referee jerseys to work. <laughs> That's, you know, Foot Locker. Yeah. Get it Change together. Come yeah. on. Don't make your people do that. Have y'all ever bought shoes at Foot Locker? No, because I'm embarrassed for those people. I don't want to go in there and be faced with, you know, a dude in a, in a referee outfit yeah. selling me shoes. Yeah. And then trying to sell me shoe cleaner. Mm. Or shoe and strings. In, and strings. Like, not, come on, man. Not a good look. Yeah. Man, yeah. the shoe cleaner, he does like the demo and you're like, bro, yeah. I'm case sorry. Is, they clean enough. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's called soap and water, my man. Yeah. It's just too uncomfortable at Foot Locker for me. Uh, not a fan. Yeah. Not a fan as well of blowing the play dead. Let it ride, yeah. NFL referees. All right, guys, let's do a little week two reaction and waiver wire kind of analysis here. These are guys, the value that we want to bring you, the listener, each week. You know that, you know, Deion Jones, Bobby Wagner, Darius Leonard, Tremaine Edmonds, these guys are studs. We might talk about them a little bit, but we want to bring to mind and discuss some of the guys that you might be having questions about. So these are going to be guys that pop that may or may not be on your waivers. But we want to help you figure out what to make of some of these guys. And let's start with two of the highest scoring linebackers in our league who actually are on waivers right now and probably are on waivers in your league as well. Jamie Collins and Shaquille Barrett. Jamie Collins of the New England Patriots. Shaquille Barrett of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, as I mentioned, we're in a big play league. So both guys popped because of that. Barrett had three sacks against the Panthers, mm-hmm. who looked like a hot mess. I loved all the cam jokes, looking like a grandma going to the church potluck. Just inject those straight into my veins. Mm-hmm. I'm down with swaggy cam's outfits, but that was a bridge too far with like the uh, handkerchief tied around his head. Mm-hmm. That, I, that I just wasn't feeling it. I got to keep it banned, and this ain't it, bro. I'm not into it. I'm not into it anymore. It's like, dude, you got to be you got to be playing well mm-hmm. to wear that stuff. Yeah, like Russell Westbrook. Yeah, like, he he deserves it. He's such a cornball, though. Oh, absolutely. I mean, at least Cam's cool. Yeah. But, you know, come on. The the outfit stuff, that's it's ran its course. Yeah. Man, how, it's given people too many talking points. Let's just, let's just be normal. And how hard would it be after, like, that type of loss to put that on? You're, like, you're looking at it like, I know. Whoa. Dang, man. Why didn't I just bring, a, like, a nice suit? That's a, I, I was talking with that, uh, with someone at work about that. I was like, how do you put that thing on yeah. after losing like that on national TV? Mm-hmm. And you got Andrew Luck over here retiring in a natty t-shirt and shorts. Yeah. And you got Cam coming out after his worst game as a pro looking like he's going to the, you know, bake sale with all the other grandmas. Uh, that was a great meme though, talking about, uh, you know, before we start the church, uh, announcement. Which yeah. one of y'all made fun of my greens? Yeah. Oh, I love that. Just all the jokes. Love every bit of that. So yeah, uh, Barrett had three sacks in that game against the Panthers, and Collins had two picks versus the Dolphins. And Ooh. a touchdown. And a touchdown. And the Dolphins might legit be the worst team in the history of football. Yeah. That's I mean, terrible. like, forget the 0 16 Dolphins and 0 16 Browns. Like, that team, that team is going to go 0 16, and they may have the worst point differential in the history of the NFL. And if they do those two things, I don't think there's any arguing. They are the worst team in NFL history. Mm-hmm. So here's what I would say about these two guys. I'd be willing to pay up for Collins because I think this is the best Patriots defense we've seen in the last 15 years. I think Collins is a big piece of that. You could take a flyer on Barrett, but I wouldn't pay up or expect too much. 
Um, and you have to keep in mind that Barrett was the beneficiary of Devin White going down Thursday in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. So that was the reason he got a lot of run and recorded. He, he made the most of his opportunity, give him credit, but he's not a guy I'm going to be spinning up on in the waiver wire. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. I mean, Jamie Collins, you know, when he was really relevant in fantasy was when he played at New England, mm-hmm. you know, before. Um, and so that made your ears perk up, you know, before the season started. Uh, and he has followed through. He's, he's been, what is he? He's the linebacker one he's right now. Linebacker yeah. one in our okay, league. So yeah, that's, that's crazy, but he's gotten there off of two interceptions and a touchdown. Right. And so those probably aren't repeatable. Not going to play the Dolphins every week. And, mm-hmm. and also I've, I've, I noticed that he, he's been playing great, but he still hasn't gotten over 60% of the snaps. So mm-hmm. Belichick still loves to rotate yep. those linebackers. So tower. I mean, I think Collins is the one you want to own there in New England. But it's it's got a chance to be frustrating, just like the running back situation is in New England. And pay attention, too, to who these teams have played. So a lot of this for Collins involves playing Miami, a horrible team, yeah. you know, and vice versa. You know, I told you all in the break a little bit about this, but, you know, a trash take, in my opinion, here on Twitter about, you know, already bashing Pittsburgh's defense, which I think Pittsburgh will be a fine defense after their younger guys kind of hash out a little bit. But... You know, literally, like, one of the first comments on here is they've played the Patriots and they've played the Steelers. You know, so, I mean, pay attention to who these teams have played. The Patriots and the Seahawks, you mean? So, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, sorry, Bobby. You haven't had three monsters uh, like Adam. <laughs> it's more LaCroix night for me. <laughs> you know you what both. I mean? Me but, uh, yeah, I don't – I mean, Collins will be fine, but I don't really have a ton of interest in him. So, another guy, I think we mentioned him with Mike last week, Benson Mayoa. Had another nice week. He's actually the DN3 in our league right now. Are you all buying in? Worth a shot, you know. If he's getting sacks and he's pressuring the quarterback. If you start multiple defensive ends or defensive linemen. Certainly a great depth piece to have, you know. Just throw him in there if you ever need him. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm fine taking a shot on him. Again, in, in leagues like ours, like the waivers are pretty bare when it comes to defensive yeah. ends. So any little... Uh, Glimmer of hope that yeah. you see. We'll we'll go after it. Yeah, I'd say scoop him up as a DN two, DN three play right now. Mm-hmm. I'm not entirely sold. I think he's had three and a half sacks the first couple weeks and two forced fumble, two forced fumbles, but he's only had four tackles and two assists. So he really is benefit benefiting from these big plays so yeah. far the first couple weeks. Mm-hmm. But could be a nice depth piece. He's also kind of one of these. Dante Fowler's, I think, that's benefiting from three guys being on uh, Farrell, and obviously Mayo is the one to kind of get yeah. the nasty sack clean there. up. And I think you're seeing that a lot this year. I almost tweeted that I think in our tw- not tweeted it, but maybe said it in our Slack channel about. It seems like aside from like these stupid like Miles Garrett and stuff, you know, it seems like there's been a little bit of a um, sack. I don't know, depletion, I think, so far this year. You know, you've got a couple guys who have several, but then across the league, it kind of seems like it's been slow. I'd like to kind of look that up and see, you know, two weeks into 2018, how we kind of compare there. But, yeah, you see guys like DeForest Buckner doesn't have – he's he's got one. Um, Aaron Donald doesn't have any. Um, Daniil Hunter – He's been good. He's Daniil really Hunter's good. been good. But, I mean, you see these these teams like Oakland, you know, Mayoa may be benefiting from having – you know, a decent D line there now. Yeah. Well, who are some guys? Uh, I was looking up JJ Watt just because he had 
such a quiet week to see how many sacks he's had so far this season, and he's had zero. Yeah. Hmm. So some of your big name guys, um, we talked about that too. Taking Clowney out of that, you know, situation is going to put more guys on what? Um, yeah. So pay attention to this kind of stuff. I literally saw, I think in the uh, Carolina game, there was three guys on Donald at one point, which was pretty awesome. So yeah. Donald has zero. Daniel Hunter has two. Yeah. Those so guys, yeah, it's been a little slower. Dante Fowler owes, you know, Aaron Donald a couple of dinners couple din dins for more reasons than for more reasons for more reasons than one markham who is a guy that uh, you wanted to bring up here okay if he's still out there tracy walker is a must add officially 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 gotta get him back to back great weeks and we're not talking just based off big plays this is a guy that's getting uh he, i think he had eight tackles the first week and and eight or nine the second week um, so he is the safety one right now in our safety league. one. Wow. Yep. Yep. So got to go get him. This is, he was, he did this in college too. His senior, if you look at his college stats, his senior year of college, he was high tackle numbers. So he's a guy that can get to the ball. Um, I think he's got a good shot at a hundred, uh, hundred tackles this year and he'll get some picks in big plays because he's a good player. You've already, you saw last game. He got some, uh, he, he got in the backfield a few times, yeah. picked up some tackle for loss. So. Uh, must add. People will still be sleeping on this guy, I promise. So yeah, looks check like your waiver wire. Nine tackles the first week, seven last week, three assists uh, this past week as well, and he's already had a pick. Yeah. So 26.5 points, 15 and three-quarters points this past week and week two. So yeah, nice number numbers. one, six points ahead of the next closest safety for us, who is Harrison Smith. Do you see this continuing? Does Tracy stay in the top 12 by year's end? I in think so. Eyes? I think so. You saw where I had him in the dynasty ranks. Mm-hmm. I think I had him like safety thirteen mm-hmm. or fourteen. You be loving you some Tracy Walker. Hey. Wow, let's get it. Go get him. All right, so Tracy Walker, go pick him up if he's still available on your waiver wire. Another safety, uh, Juan Thornhill. Mm-hmm. Another guy I like. He had a down week, so he'll probably still be out there. But mm-hmm. that's a guy that you know has potential. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a tip that we that I picked up from listening to the fantasy footballers. They call it drop it like it's hot. Go look and see the guys that get dropped when yeah. your rate when your yeah. waivers run on Wednesday. Don't go look at just who you got. Look at who got dropped and look to make those quick ads after of, the fact. A lot of very impatient owners out there. Yep. Guys will cut bait for really stupid reasons sometimes. They don't realize a guy got hurt yeah. or a guy got kicked out of a game. That reminds me, Aaron, one of our listeners, uh he DMs us occasionally, and mm-hmm. he he told me that someone dropped Dion Jones. That is wow. that is wild. Yeah, because Jones didn't do much week one. Right. Wow. That obviously must be a new the worst IDP I've player. heard so far. Yeah, that's really yeah. bad. That's he, another thing you can send us. Who are some bad drops that you're yeah, seeing yeah. by? But Aaron was guys like, in your league. Aaron was like, uh, "Is is anything wrong with Dion Jones?" And I'm like, uh, "No, he's just a top five safety. Still, go get him. Top so, five safety." Uh, Oh, linebacker, sorry. Positions, Time for another monster. <laughs> Cracker open. <laughs> All right, so uh, the Jets linebacker situation, the Jets team is a mess in general, but uh, one thing that is uh been nice to see with C.J. Mosley out is uh, that Neville Hewitt uh, had another big game uh, against the Browns uh, last night on Monday Night Football. Adam, do you see him as a must-own right now? Yeah, I think so. Uh, he's going to be – I mean, he's definitely the replacement for Williamson. Um, yeah, he's just been great. I think he, he's had 
back to back weeks of over 15 points. So he is the play caller too. Yeah. Mike has him as the green dot for the Jets. Jets linebackers, uh, Greg Williams linebackers are always very, uh, fertile ground for linebacker production. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, got to get him. And also, you know, if, as long as CJ Mosley is out, Blake Cashman's going to be a great play as well. Yeah. So monitor that situation. Uh, obviously, if, if Mosley comes back, I think you're going to see Cashman, you know, returning. Being the, the one that's out. phased out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Go scoop Neville Hewitt if he's out there. Cashman probably the one you want in Dynasty, though. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think yeah. he's, he was impressive. He looks he looks pretty good. Yeah, he's a rookie, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So look look for both those guys, Cashman, mm-hmm. especially if you're in a dynasty league. Um, Bobby, who's the next guy we got lined up here? Uh, a defensive end. Wow, defensive end four in our league right now. Yeah, Samuel Hubbard. Samuel Hubbard. I guess his name's probably Samuel. It's got to be. Could be Sam Wise or yeah. just Sam. Is he currently the DN four in our league? Yes. DN four in wow. our league right now. That seems. Unfathomable. Now, what's the caveat here with uh, with Mr. Hubbard, Markham? Well, you know, he had a huge week one, so you just you worry is is that why he's being elevated? Um, but he looked awesome. I mean, even last week, even though he didn't put up the sack numbers, yeah, he still put up six tackles. I mean, for a defensive end, that's that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, and that's the hardest thing to figure out is after two weeks. If a guy has a huge week one and a so-so week two, he's probably going to be near the top of the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're like, well, you really got to pay attention to those splits to see how guys are performing to filter out like who's a guy that just blew up yeah. and is going to come down to earth a little bit. Yeah, we're still too early in to look at averages. Yeah. Two weeks in isn't much of a sample size. And again, I was big on Carl Lawson, who has not looked great so far yeah. this year. And, and he's getting the lesser snaps of the two. <laughs> looked so. great in the preseason, too. Oh, so yeah. that's a weird. Yeah. Something's going on there. But, you know, uh, you'll, you'll probably be impatient if you have him on your roster. So mm-hmm. I don't blame you for cutting him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dynasty is definitely. He's, he's probably he's still, still a only hold. 24. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing. Young guy. But, but uh, Hubbard is too. Yeah. And I know a lot of people in the community. Uh, love, that love talking about the community. Mm-hmm. Yep, those shockwaves. Yeah. Sure. Um, a lot of people like them. Like Carl or Hubbard? Uh, Hubbard. Yeah. Hubbard, yeah. That's, uh, and here's the thing too is just like, don't think that you have things figured out from a production standpoint in week two and don't forget about injuries. Like yep. I almost dropped Frank Gore in our dynasty league. But then I was like, oh, my gosh, Devin Singletary could be out this week. LaShawn McCoy has been cut. Frank Gore is going to be your starter and probably get 25 carries. Yep. And it's not an if but a win. I mean, if you're healthy right now, congratulations. Prepare for when somebody gets hurt. Those injuries are coming. It's going to happen. Yep. Don't don't just drop guys because you think, oh, well, Lawson struggled the first two weeks. Hubbard's the guy. Mm-hmm. What if Hubbard gets hurt? Yeah. Yep. What if he starts? What if he gets in a slump and Lawson, you know, gets in and and pops? And that's the first more playing time. Things ebb and flow. The season does not look like it's going to look in week 14, 15, and sixteen right now. Right. That's a perfect situation too with Hewitt and Cashman. You know, both of those guys are in or out. You know, because of injury. So just kind of, you know, monitor those things. Yep. Exactly. Kind of same same goes with you know like we talked about earlier with um you know Adrian Phillips. You know, so that that team is kind of just, gosh, just taking such a hit. Now Perryman's coming back. So just 
I don't know, monitor that stuff, you know, be on Twitter and, you know, be paying attention to who's active, who's inactive. And, uh, you know, don't, don't, I guess my thing is don't be impatient, especially if you're in a dynasty. Just sit pat. Things are going to iron themselves out. And after, you know, a certain amount of weeks, you'll, you'll know who's good and who's, who's yeah. worth dropping at that point. But we're still way too early to, to overreact. Yeah. Don't draw any, don't draw any conclusions in pen right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, aside from the fact that, uh, Quincy Williams, Tracy Walker, Fred Warner, all great friends of the show. Yeah. Uh, every single one of those guys, I, I would die for all of them. You absolutely wow. would. Is that a Joshism or is that a, is that a real, uh, real quote? What? Don't yeah. draw your conclusions in pen? Yeah. I just made that up on the spot, actually. Man, wow. to, you need to trademark that, that? You need to put a, a bumper sticker. Or, uh, you got a brilliant brain, dude. I'd love to get inside that brain, dude. I bet you would, you sick piece of <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> Defensive tackle number one right now. Serious LOL moment, as Markham noted here in the doc. Linval Joseph is the D-tackle one right now. Not Aaron Donald, not DeForest Buckner, Linval and Joseph. And not Kenny Clark either. I know. he is. I've got Linval in our league, and he's been on the bench in favor of Kenny Clark. Oh, man, so, Eddie. Yeah. That's that hasn't worked out. I mean, it's it's been okay, but still, I've is Linval getting the nod this I week? I think I'm going to roll him this week. I mean, I'm sure it's gonna. I'm sure he'll put up a donut this week. Kenny also hasn't been bad. You know, I Kenny's know Kenny's a, still getting pressures. I saw he's yeah. still leading the league in pressures. He had a sack last week, I believe. Yeah, and it's not like he's playing bad. It's, I can't see on here. Does Linval have several tackles for loss? I see two sacks and seven seven tackles, which is solid for a D tackle there. Um, I'm sure he does to yeah, elevate him to you know where he's at right now. He's definitely got the most tackles for looks like uh, for a defensive uh, for defensive tackles. Yeah. So speaking awesome. of, speaking of the the Vikings here, Markham, what is your read? Uh, does Kirk Cousins just suck? He's been getting a lot yeah, of heat after this, this weekend's game. I'm curious what your take is. Mm, he is just he's just very inconsistent. I mean, I don't know. There, <laughs> He's, he he was the same way in Washington. There's going to be weeks where he is great, uh, but then there's he'll, he'll follow him right up with just terrible games. Yeah, we haven't seen great weeks from him yet, though. Yeah, uh, he didn't have to do much in the Atlanta game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. You know that that I'm not crazy about the direction of the offense. I I Dalvin Cook's awesome, and and it's it's been cool seeing it run through him. Um, I just don't know if he's going to be able to hold up. I do worry about about Dallin Cook holding up. He's yeah. he's always struggled with injuries, mm-hmm. uh, and I worry that if you you know if you run the team through him, yeah, you know what happens when when he gets hurt. Yeah, you got to switch back into a new offense. Um, so I don't know. I just think I just think that the offense kind of there's just not a lot of identity yet. Yeah, uh, they're still figuring stuff out. Um, they need to figure out that third guy behind Diggs and Thielen. I think it's Irv Smith. I think I, so. I just don't. Yeah. Again, I don't. I just. I don't like how conservative the offense has been. I, I would love to see him open it up and and you know just air it out. Yeah. That's that's my dream for the offense. Yeah. Use Dalvin Cook more in the passing game. Mm-hmm. Um, Give him. But a- Cousins is you know he's average. That's, yeah. that's don't expect more than that. That's he just because he's the highest paid quarterback. So what? Mm-hmm. He's he's average, mm-hmm. you know. I was gonna say they're paying uh they're paying, um, Stefan Diggs and um Adam Thielen 
combined about $20.5 million against the salary cap. Mm. Diggs looked frustrated last game. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't get a penalty when he ripped his helmet off. Yeah, he scored the touchdown, took his helmet off, but he he was frustrated. Trolled the fans pretty hard. And then the kicker missed the kick because they bumped it back to 48, right? Yep. Did they have a long one on Diggs called back? Last week, yes, I he, saw a ninety-yarder. He did have one, yeah, called back. So I mean, he's frustrated. How many? Uh, he had like seven targets and only one catch. So I'm trying to look back and see here. You're spending that much money on your wide receiver one and wide receiver two. You gotta get. You gotta find a better balance with those receivers, man. Yeah, I know. Dalvin Cooks looked awesome, but like you said. Use this, him in the passing game. He's, exactly. He's great in the passing game. This too. is a passing league. Yeah. And you have two of the best, like Stefan Diggs is, in my opinion, top three route runner, mm-hmm. just baller. And, and same with Thielen. Thielen's right there with them. Um, it just doesn't make sense to me for them to not be getting used more. But you're right, though. The scary thing is Dalvin Cook is already two weeks in, 41 carries for about two, um, 230 yards ish. Um, that's a lot a on lot. an injury-prone running back. Yep. You know, you've got to be putting it on Kirk Cousins' shoulders and making him throw the ball. Because, man, I, I hope it continues, and I hope Dalvin can stay out there because he looks awesome. But um, we know that if we want to win, we're gonna. It's gonna have to be through Cousins. Yeah. And through the air. That's I scary. Mean, yeah. I mean, it's, it's not gonna happen. I mean, for God's sakes, it, it never happens for us. But. It's got the it's got the talent. I mean, you know, Thielen and Diggs have had the last couple of years with at least about a hundred receptions, give or take. That's a ton. I think you can do it just to figure out the ratio. You gotta let you gotta let Kirk Cousins at least feature those wide receivers to the point where they're not irrelevant. Yeah. But mm-hmm. then also don't make him be the star of the show. Yeah. Let Dalvin still carry a lot of the workload. But you gotta open it. You gotta let those Corvettes go, man. You can't keep them in the garage with the tarp over them. You gotta, you gotta get those guys going, dude. Look at you with the hot rod reference. That was embarrassing. I was that like, was, the tarp. That's not what you call that. Seriously, thing. they have some like for real offensive pieces. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I like Madison. He's good, but yeah. you know, Irv Smith, and I mean, but again, Diggs and Thielen Smith. Cook, that mm. is just Nasty. there's not many teams that have Mm-mm. you know no. that group of of pieces like you know yeah Minnesota does. I'm just curious your read on it. Um, yeah, not great, but you know it's never great as a Minnesota fan. No, so. sadly, but it is great if you're a Danico Autry owner because he has been just rock solid this year. If <laughs> yeah. he's like, he'll probably have a DL designation in most leagues. Yeah. Defensive tackle or defensive end. Likely on your bench. Uh, again, this is a funny story. I've got both Linval and Autry, and mm-hmm. I've yet to play either one of them. And they're mad. They they're told mad. us they are upset. They're both in the lineup now. But They yeah. both unfollow the big three. Yeah. IDP Ooh. Twitter account. Yeah. Low blow. Not yeah. happy, Addy. So, Need to get it together. Tough sitch. So, uh, what were some of the stats that we saw, uh, here? Did you guys, did you guys realize that Autry posted nine sacks in 12 games last year? I really didn't know it was that many, no. And I'm a Colts fan. I knew he had a great season. I didn't know it was that great. Yeah. So didn't play the whole year. Finished with nine sacks. We heard all the buzz the offseason. Your brother was in here raving about him. That's carried over Mm -hmm. so far. So I think this guy's got legit, uh, Breakout potential. Well, he's 29. Yeah. But late breakout. But it late happens. breakout. It happens a lot. We it saw does. it with Akeem Hicks, yeah. Cameron Jordan. Cameron he's, Jordan. He's a great kinda, example. You know, he kind of probably broke out around 26, 27. Yeah. That's still pretty late. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, 
Here's the thing. I think if he has D tackle designation, that is a, he could, he could end up D tackle in the top five just because, yeah, you know, that pool's a little shallower. Even as a DN though, he's DN seven right now in our league. I mean, yeah, finished with nine sacks last year. I mean, in 12, so 16 games, that would have been like maybe 13, 14 sacks. At wow. least, I mean, yeah, 28 or 29. Yeah. Math is hard, 400 though. 400 sacks. <laughs> At least. <laughs> a lot of sacks out there. Speaking of sacks, <laughs> wouldn't mind the sack of White Castle. Ooh, Bobby, just you cut out. We'll uh, we'll put a little, like, Bobby robot over here. That does <laughs> be fine. Is, that does right. sound good. Gosh. That does um, sound good. No, it does up. not. I was not right for two days after I ate that at 1045. It was, yeah. Yeah. Tough morning. Uh, tough morning. Yeah. So <laughs> the uh, Undertaker at four a.m. Oh, oh, that was a that was a classic tweet. Great Addy. gift. Very there. very proud of you yeah, for that thank one, you guys. So go get Audrey if he's out there. Yeah, he's check. very underrated. Uh, he's gonna be a guy that uh, will consistently perform for you. Uh, Bobby, this next guy, near and dear to your heart. My who, heart or your heart? Well, he's near to my roster, but okay. near to your heart. Yeah. Uh, who are we talking about here? Yeah, the safety for the Los Angeles Rams, John Johnson. Um, I do truly feel, aside from my Rams fandom, he does have potential safety one material. Now, I'm not going to say he's going to jump a Tracy Walker or a... Ronnie Harrison, Thank you. or a Buddha or, Baker, or many of the Adams careful uh, liking. <laughs> but uh, why are your eyebrows inside the, your hat <laughs> little part right now with your hat on backwards? Uh, we're, it's monster, Josh. <laughs> it's just, that's the explanation for everything. <laughs> it's monster. But uh, no, John Johnson looks awesome to me. Um, you know, four tackles, two assists, tackle for loss, interception. And pass defense last week. I mean, that just shows me he's just doing everything. He's all over the field, man. He is all over the field. Uh, he's a safety three right now in our league. And I, I really th- see that probably continuing. I really love, you know, Corey Littleton's looked great this year as well. But I think with, uh, Micah Kaiser going out, this is really where John Johnson, you know, showed that potential last year. And this is really just kind of where he's kind of stepping into the spotlight and, and taking off, in my opinion. So let's let's give a little peek behind the curtain here, Bobby, Bring to give it. people an idea. Yes, sir. Does the, the carpet match the drapes? <laughs> that is what I was going to ask after this next question, Adam. Thank you for stepping over my question to uh, ask my second question. Were you really? Yes, that was. Did you not see it on the dock? Does the carpet match the drapes? This is the next point on the list. Um, let's give a peek behind the curtain here because it is really tough to. Figure out how to value uh, offensive and defensive players in a fantasy league, especially when you're considering a trade. And so I threw out, you love John Johnson. I've got him on my team. I think I approached you first. Yeah, you were like, let's talk trades. We couldn't work anything out, and then I you're, came back. You got some good safety depth. You don't really need him. I don't really need him. So we said I, to say. the last offer I threw out was John Johnson for Terry McLaurin straight up. Keeping in mind this is a dynasty league, and you turned it down. I did. And so that... So you call yourself a Rams fan. <laughs> yeah, so obviously, John Johnson, uh, not uh, not your true love. But does this give you all an idea of, like, especially dynasty, which is the, the, the kind of frame that we look at mostly with these players, since mm-hmm. that's the main league that we're all in, um, kind of where he would stack up right now in terms of... Um, Offense versus defense and, and trade the, value. The other thing, too, I guess we should touch on is 
I own Corey Littleton as well. And I do know, I think these two guys stand alone in value aside from being on the same team. Now, that being said, my dynasty team last year consisted of Jared Goff, Todd Gurley, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks. Saw the playoffs pretty pretty well last year, but I don't advise that strategy on the offensive or the defensive side of the ball. So, you know, while John Johnson's great, it's only it's only so good to invest in your favorite team. You know, got to diversify. Point. Yeah, diversify your bonds. A little hey, bit. if uh, if Corey Littleton keeps up the play, you know, as he's been doing as as of late, he's gonna have to change his last name to uh, Biggleton. <laughs> All right, Adam, let's. That popped in my brain. <laughs> that just 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 popped right back out. Um, all right, we're gonna wrap this up here with a discussion of one more player. And sorry to do this to you, Zach Cunningham, uh, linebacker five overall in our league, and finished last week with ten tackles, one sack, one tackle for loss, and uh, he had he did have Corey Biggleton in his phone to call <laughs> after the game. So, um, oh, that's all I can think about right now. That's awesome. You just ruined me, Adam. You're welcome. <laughs> and that was with Cunningham playing 73% of the snaps. Uh, McKinney is the mic there. He's the play caller and played on 96% of snaps. So Cunningham's usage may have peaks and valleys. Um, Bobby, do you see him as a potential sell right now? I think so. He's had two good weeks. Um, I've had him either in my flex or as kind of my LB3. Um, he's going to have what I think are good, you know, he played a Jacksonville team last week. That's not great. So, um, had a lot of opportunity there, but I think Cunningham would be a decent little sale. He's LB two, probably fringe LB three yeah. area. Um, so yeah, I don't know that I would sell him right now, but maybe keep a, keep the finger on the pulse. One of those guys you could throw out there on the trade block in your league and see what kind of offers you get back. Yeah. Certainly a guy that you love to have is like your linebacker three. Yeah. You know, don't really want to have him as your LB two. Mm -hmm. Definitely not your LB one, but yeah. Yeah. Throw him out there and see what you can get. Teams are, as injuries start to stack up, teams are going to start to get a little, you know, hungry for linebacker depth. And again, you know, if you can turn some of these defensive pieces into offensive pieces, we've seen what you can do as far as streaming options on defense with Hewitt, Mm -hmm. uh, Cashman, Josie Jewell, some of these, you know, these other guys, Mm -hmm. Thomas Davis. Yeah. Uh, so the immortal Thomas Davis. You Mm -hmm. can play the waiver wire and be just fine. Todd Davis is coming. Yeah, Todd Davis, you're right. Yeah, the Davis Bros. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's been a big thing for me right now. Is I've been tempted to swap some of my offensive depth for defense, and I just keep telling myself, do not do that because offensive depth, especially those flex guys, are so hard to find. Especially if you're in a deep league or a very active league where the waiver wire is getting picked clean each week. Just yeah. It's it's easier to stream defense. Well, and the other thing I feel like people do that's stupid is they say, oh, I'm not trading right now. I kind of want to see how everything hashes out. If we've got people in our league that are getting like gun shy and want to get rid of James Conner or a, you know, Aaron Donald because he hasn't done anything and they're throwing him out on the trade block and they're going to freaking take him, you know? Don't ever say that you're not in the mood to trade because you might have someone who's in the mood to sell somebody who needs to be bought. Like you might be able to get some of these guys at a bargain right now. Yeah, so, and I'm not saying never trade. Yeah, um, offense for defense, 
but just that you aren't going to get back the type of value. I mean, Johnson's a top five guy at his position, and you saw you just turned him down for Terry McLaurin. Yeah. Who's had a great first two weeks, but you're just not going to, there's not an equivalency in terms of trade value. So that's why I'm always so gun shy. It's like I'm going to be selling for 50 cents on the dollar a lot of times. But, you know, I see Bobby's point because, again, how easy is it to go out and find a replaceable safety? Mm -hmm. Like we saw with Tracy Walker. Mm -hmm. Yep. Right? Mm -hmm. You can find him. Mm -hmm. You've had John Johnson was at one point the same exact thing. Yep. Um, So they're out there. There will definitely be some other relevant safeties emerging. Just got to uh, mainly just listen to our podcast. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Just follow the big three on Twitter. Keep checking the website. And, you would be doing uh, well if you listened to us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You should have. You should be heavily invested in, in Fred Warner, Buddha mm-hmm. Baker, Corey Littleton, oh, yes. John Johnson, Miles Garrett, Miles Garrett, oh, Miles. Um, Quincy Williams, Daniel Hunter. He's like the opposite of uh, Ronda Rousey. You know, they call her the arm collector. I guess Miles could be the leg collector from now on. Mm. He is, yeah. He's collecting ankles. Oh, boy. Did you see his tweet today? No. Kind of just like apologies to Trevor Simeon. You know, we, we sacrificed our bodies every day. Yeah. In other news, like, you know, here we go. Week three. Let's go. In other news, I hit you late, <laughs> and it was uh, questionable. I didn't think it was that late. Yeah. I thought Simeon fell weird. You're playing the Jets. And they're good. Trevor Simeon in the game, so maybe you get it, just Miles. maybe just chill out. A hey, little bit. whatever you got to do to get them sacks, baby boy, you just you keep just it going. Put them blinders on. <laughs> All right, well that is it for this episode of the Big Three IDP Podcast. As we sign off, we do want to give a shout out to Mister Tommy Russell, mm-hmm. a super fan of the podcast. Bobby, you told us a hilarious story about Tommy. Uh, this past week. What was that story? Share it with us. Got a friend pretty much strictly in an offensive uh, Yahoo League. Real quick, we have two IDPs in it. Uh, he shot me a question this week about a trade or something. Uh, he quickly called me and uh, talked about the trade, blah, blah, blah. You know, five minutes later, he got into, you ever play any IDP leagues? And I said, yeah, I've got, you know, a couple going on right now. We really enjoy it. You know, he said, yeah, I've got one going on. And I said, oh, okay. I said, uh, you know, you listen to any podcasts or anything? He's like, yeah, I do. He's like, there's this one I've really been getting into called the Big Three IDP. And I was like, uh, Tommy, that's, uh, that's our podcast. Like, we, that's me and Josh and Adam's podcast. And he's like, nah, man, are you serious? That's y'all? I was like, yeah, that's a, he's I like, knew them guys were from Kentucky. I didn't was, know that was you. It's just like, yeah, the, the, uh, description of the podcast or the intro that says Bobby yeah. every week. Like, you never put two and two together. You just kind of don't pay attention that to that. That maybe part. this was Bobby Reynolds that I know that I'm asking for advice on a trade yeah. with. If we can get our boy in the, uh, in the uh, recording studio and get our get our new intro going. We won't have to listen to that, Bobby. Yeah, anymore. that on, will be ben. that will be coming Hashtag soon. Ben. Happy birthday, Ben. Yeah, Happy put B-day. a little put a little pressure on Mr. Ratty here, Lord Ratty, to get our new track, our new intro put together. But yeah, shout out Tommy. <laughs> thanks for listening, Tommy, and uh, thanks to all of you for listening. the The views are going up. Yeah, it's community at large. We love you guys, man. You know, thank you for the platform. Hey, we don't want to let you down. Well, I'm sure that that is uh, that's on the way. We will let them down at some point, Adam, but we just hope to let them down gently. Hey, that's right. All right, we'll go uh, finish off that second monster and yes, get in bed about four forty-five a.m. Yeah, I'm gonna shotgun this last one. <laughs> oh God! All right, Bobby, go ahead and get an uh, an ambulance on speed <laughs> dial. 
And uh, let's get out of here before Markham burns this place to the ground. Thanks again for listening, everyone. Again, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Big3IDP. Check out the website and Markham's top 150 IDP dynasty rankings at Big3IDP.com. We will see you all next Thursday. We have a special guest that will be joining us remotely in the Sode Shack. You don't want to miss it. Until then, everyone have a good week. Best of luck in week three, and we will see you all here shortly. Be good to each other. Just always wait for that uh, that outro there, Adam. <laughs> Just stepping right over me. Shut up, Josh! And now you're going to pay for it. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Big3IDP.